Sports Web Podcast right here on Heat 100 Radio, heat100radio.com. And we are also live Facebook today. You know the group, Sports Rap Podcast is the group, so you can get there and tune in and check us out. So, in the opening, I talked about the NFL Week uh, 15, uh, talked about the Eagles, talked a little bit about the Jets getting their first win, and now we want to move into our NBA talk, because NBA talk is right on point. The schedule opens tomorrow for the NBA, for most of the NBA. Well, there's two games tomorrow, and then it really kicks off on Wednesday. The Sixers also kick off on Wednesday at home against the Washington Wizards. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through a couple things. I'm going to give you the Christmas Day schedule, which is this week, and then we'll proceed on from there. So one of the things I want to talk about uh, as we get into this, and we're going to start right here with the Western Conference, is the off-season power rankings um, going into the opening of this new season. So, with that being said, of course we know that the defending champions, the LA Lakers, are ranked number one in the Western Conference as of right now. Uh, some key additions to their roster for this year, Gerald McKay, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Mark Gasol, uh, Montrez Sorrell, Wesley Matthews, and Dennis Schroeder. Uh, really good additions for a team that just is coming off of a championship season. Um, there are key parts that they lost, and they filled those roles with the few players that they did add. And their key departures are Avery Bradley, Danny Green, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee and Rajon Rondo. So like I mentioned to you who they have added in, they have filled the voids that they had with those particular players leaving. Uh, ironically, two of those players landing all the way on the east with the Philadelphia 76ers. Moving along, we go into the number two ranked team, which is this is pretty similar from last year, the L.A. Clippers. Um, their key additions are Serge Ibaka and Luke Kennard. Uh, the key departures for them are Coach Doc Rivers, Jermichael Green, Montrez Harrell, and Landry Shamit. I don't think uh, those two guys that they brought in, Serge Ibaka and Luke Kennard, may help a little bit, but they still have a void um, as far as one particular void, mainly the coach. Then second, players that they lost, Montrezl Sorrell, who was a big part uh, of that team last year, which is going to be hard to fill. Also, Jermichael Green had his own stake in that team, and Landry Shamit was beginning to come on, another former Sixer. Uh, team three, I think it is the Denver Nuggets. Yes, the Denver Nuggets. Then we go into... Uh, I'm, I'm a little confused here, but excuse me. We're going to move into the uh, Dallas Mavericks at number six. Number seven, the Houston Rockets. Uh, the eighth place team who moved up a lot, and I think they had a lot of improvements, is the Phoenix Suns, a nice up-and-coming young team. Number nine, the Golden State Warriors, who are getting back into the mix, unfortunately, 
they had that hiccup with Clay being injured again. So we'll see what happens with them when they start the season. Number 10, the Memphis Grizzlies. 11, the New Orleans Pelicans. The Minnesota Timberwolves are at 12. 13 is the San Antonio Spurs, which is surprising to see them this low. 14, the Sacramento Kings and the Oklahoma City Thunder round out the Western Conference at number 15. So there are some teams that have gotten better in the West, and there are some teams that pretty much stayed the same. Some of those teams are young, so they'll have they'll have some years on their hands as well. Now, as I was uh, preparing this morning, I caught a glimpse of something. And as you know, recently, the last several weeks, last several week or so, there was a lot of rumors about James Harden, a lot of talk about the Sixers, a lot of talk about Ben Simmons being allegedly made available, yada, yada, yada. Just saw something this morning that says, and this is per open court, the Rockets are in advanced discussions to send James Harden to the Denver Nuggets for Jamal Murray, a plethora of future picks, and Michael Porter Jr. Now, as a Sixers fan, I would say go ahead and do that. So then the pressure or our names would be out of the news and out of the mix in this whole situation. Uh, but as far as a basketball fan, again, I, I honestly still believe that that is too much. Um, Jamal Murray, a leader, all-star on that team, a plethora of future picks. So at this point, we don't even know what picks they are. Okay, And another young player, up-and-coming young player, Michael Porter Jr., just for James Harden. That's it. It's a lot there. And I said this from the very beginning when we got wind of James Harden wanting to be or, pre or presenting that he wanted to be moved, that they would ask for a boatload of stuff back for him. You know, almost a king's ransom, if you will, for a trade involving James Harden. And right now, I don't feel like it's a good move for the Sixers, although a lot of people would disagree with me because of his offense. But in my opinion, where they were last year being swept by Boston in the first round and after having high expectations for the season, I feel like you have to give these young stars and this new core some time under this new regime of coaching staff, which in my opinion overall is a better coaching staff than what was previously here. These guys um, in, in a small way overachieved and had the talent more so than the coaching and the nurturing that will project will propel them to the next level. I think you can start with these guys here and with this coaching staff. So I would not like to see them make a move for James Harden uh, at this point. Um, ranking the Eastern Conference, and I'm sure the Milwaukee Bucks are at the top of the list at number one. And yes, they are. Miami Heat, uh, number two. Boston, number three. Brooklyn, number four. Toronto, number five. Philadelphia 76ers are at number six. Then we got the Indiana Pacers at seven. Orlando Magic at eight. Toronto, uh, Washington Wizards at nine. Atlanta Hawks at ten. Eleven, Chicago. Twelve, the Hornets. 
13 the Knicks, 14 the Pistons, and rounding out at 15 the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, the Sixers being ranked at number six in that role there, Mike McClendon, what's going on? I don't feel like that's too bad of a position for them. I think that they, once this thing this, this thing comes together with all these new additions and new coaching staff, I think that they can improve on that and be higher than six. Um, that's actually a drop-off from where they were last year. They were number five last year, I think. No, they did fall to number six last year. So I think they made some improvements to improve on that number six ranking as well. But it's still yet to be seen. It's still early. You know, like I said, the season is set to get underway tomorrow. But I think there are a lot of good things that can be brought about about the Sixers team. What up, Ty? Thanks for tuning in. So, um, moving along, and I'm going to get into some more uh, Sixers stuff in just a minute. Some of the other things that we looked at, that we always look at, uh, and I'm going to go through this, and whoever's tuned in, you can give me some opinions on what you think about this list. Um, I went through the list. I did some things last week, but I went through another list, and I found another NBA Top 10 ranked players. This is from ESPN.com. Okay, I'm going to go give you these list of players from 10 going up to going down to number one. At number 10, Nikola Jokic. Number 9, James Harden. Number 8, Steph Curry. 7, Dame Lillard. Number 6, Kevin Durant. Number 5, Kawhi Leonard. Number 4, Luka Doncic. Number 3, Giannis. Number 2, AD. And number 1, LeBron. And this is the most recent one that I saw. I saw some that were different, had some names shuffled around in some other places, some other names on this top 10 list that are not um, in this particular list. Uh, as you see, there are no Sixers on this list, which I think is a surprise because I think that when he's playing well, and I understand he has had his issues the past several seasons or pretty much throughout his entire career so far, but nonetheless, the skill set and the play when he plays is there. Joel Embiid, I think, should have been in this top 10 list. I think Joel Embiid is the top seven, top eight player in the league. Uh, there are also some other names who could arguably be added into this top 10 list. You know, there, there's, there's a lot of names that you could argue that you could swap out this person for that person or that person for this person. So this is just one list. And, you know, I see where they're going with it. There's been a lot of talk about MVP favorites, early predictions, early projections. There's been a lot of talk about Luka Doncic and Dame Lillard. But there are other players as well. Um, I think those two are the fan favorites, if you will, as far as um, the selections. And it could change. Those are, like I said, these are preseason early predictions. But that could very well change. Um, we have seen things change in the past. And I'm sure that this could possibly change as well. But getting back to the Sixers and none of them being in this top 10, I gave you where their rankings were uh, last week. And in the top 15, you did have Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons within that top 15 ranking of players in the top 100. Um, some of the other players were lower down there, and that's not a big issue. But I think with the additions of the Seth Curry, Danny Green, and Dwight Howard, Especially Danny Green 
and Dwight Howard, two guys that are coming off of a championship. Uh, let's see here. Todd says, consistently being in ball shape, I think, would increase his value and place him in that top ten. Absolutely, Todd. I agree with that. That's what one of the things I just said, you know, that when he's when he's playing, he's arguably the best or one of the best centers in the league, one of the best players in the league. But that's also depends on how he is physically. And I mean in shape or not in shape or whatever. So he definitely has to work on that. And I think he now has the coaching staff that will make sure that he is in shape. Um, as we have heard throughout this short training camp so far from coaching staff and from teammates that he looks to be in shape. We hope that's true. We hope that is set to form when the season begins on Wednesday. Now, also, you have to take into consideration what I was going to say was the additions of Danny Green and Dwight Howard, two guys that are coming off championship seasons, won multiple championships that can bring in their knowledge and their veteran leadership and teach these guys how to win, how to win more than more than anything else, how to win. And it, it goes to show that these guys are willing um, at their stage in their career. I mean, coming off of a championship team, they both have sacrificed. I mean, they were traded. Danny Green said he was actually excited that the Sixers wanted him and brought him in. Dwight Howard felt like he could come and make an impact on Joel and improve what he has already seen from Joel. And I like the fact that those guys are taking that standpoint in this whole issue. But they are going to be key parts on this team this year, okay? Um, I think it's going to help Joel. As we saw in game one of the preseason, when Joel played in the post, he had a lot of room to operate now because they have the spacing, but they also have the threats within the spacing as far as Danny Green and uh, Seth Curry, the shooters. They also have improvements, as we've seen in two games, from Furkan Korkmaz and especially Shake Million, who Doc Rivers is very high on right now. We also like what we've seen from the rookie Tyrese Maxey. And I would like to see Isaiah Joe get into that mix a little bit more because he is another shooter. But we will see what happens. We'll see how it goes in. I also still need to see a little bit more from Tobias Harris. Um, I'm hoping, like I mentioned a few weeks ago, when he was traded to the Sixers, he was playing under Doc Rivers and was arguably a all-star candidate at that particular point. So hopefully Doc can restore that in him and get him to the point where he could also be, again, another all-star candidate, if you will. But I think it's not going to happen overnight, like we said. I like what I saw in the two preseason games. Of course, excuse me, especially yesterday, uh, especially the last game uh, Friday night against Indiana where they were down by a lot, but they fought back, and they came back, and they held on, and they, win that, they won that game. And that was a lot with the bench. So I think Doc was looking at these two preseason games to organize his bench and try and get a read on how his rotation is going to play out. And I think he got a good look at those bench guys and I think he has some things that he can put in play with those bench guys and not solidify but improve that bench from what it was last year and moving on um, throughout the season so 
with that being said, I'm going to take another quick break. When I come back, I'm going to pick up with some more stuff. I'm going to give you the preseason NBA awards predictions, and we're going to talk a little bit more Sixers. We're also going to talk about the Christmas Day schedule and the opening day schedule tomorrow and for the Sixers on Wednesday with the Wizards. You are tuned in to Sports Rap Heat 100 Radio. It's your boy D. See you on the other side in just a couple minutes. Back with the final installment of today's episode of the Sports Rap Podcast. And we are going to continue with some NBA talk right now as um, we get into this and we will get into it and we'll talk a little bit about a one story that I got involving the L.A. Clippers and some tampering issues or some things of that nature when we get to that. But right now we're going to continue with the NBA talk. And as you know, the again, the season opens up tomorrow. Two games on TNT. The Warriors are at the Nets and the Clippers are at the Lakers, which is a very good game to see. Very good way to kick off the opening of a new season with the two teams in the closing uh, game of the night. The two teams that were projected to be in the most recent uh, Western Conference Finals, that did not happen as we saw in the bubble. And we saw what happened. The Lakers went on to win the championship in that uh, bubble, in that reopening of the season. The Sixers will open their season at home on Wednesday as part of a full slate of NBA games to open the season really officially, if you will. Now, one of the other things I want to get to is I want to talk a little bit about the Christmas Day schedule. And there are five games on the slate. And I'm going to just give you the games right now. Then I'm going to talk about the two games that I think are the probably the best games that we'll have the most enjoyment out of on this day. At 1230, we have the Pelicans at the Heat. 2.30, the Warriors are at the Bucks. 5 p.m., the Nets are at the Celtics. The 8 p.m., the Mavericks are at the Lakers. And at 10.30, closing out Christmas nights, the Clippers and the Nuggets. So the two games that I think are will arguably be the best two games of the night. First, the 5 o'clock game, the Nets and the Celtics. Uh, the first time as a net, I believe, or again, the Nets facing off against the Celtics, the former team of Kyrie, with the addition of Kevin Durant. And we saw them in the preseason. We saw how their thing went. You saw how it went with them in the preseason. You saw it looks like they will be a force to reckon with uh, in that, in their own right, um, in that division. So, with that being said, we will move on and, and talk about that game, if you will. And one of the things I want to talk about uh, as far as that game are basically this. It is, again, it's the return of Kyrie Irving going to Boston to play against the Nets. And it should be a very interesting game. There are super high expectations for the 
Brooklyn Nets with the additions of Kyrie and the new most recent addition of Kevin Durant. Um, they also made a trade and they picked up Landry Shamit along with the tools, the parts that they had there prior to them arriving. So I think that's going to be a pretty interesting game where there's always talk again about the Celtics being part of the new what it is or whatever you want to call it in the NBA. And they are always added in the mix um, for whatever reason. I don't really understand it, but it's because they're the Celtics, I guess. Uh, I like the way the Sixers handled them in the first preseason game. And people will argue with me and say that, oh, it was preseason. All the starters didn't play a lot. But you can argue that for both teams. Okay. Uh, the Sixers starters may have gotten a little bit more work because they're under a new regime. Um, Boston was down a couple starters maybe. Not maybe, were down a couple starters. But you have guys on Boston that have been there, that have playing experience, that can hold it down, if you will as far as uh, them being part of the situation. So we can very easily go back and say that these guys are arguably uh, a more complete unit as of right now than the Brooklyn Nets are because the Nets have new additions. The Celtics are pretty much the same team from previously. So, when you when you say that when you say things like that you know you also get it, get to the point where you want to not discredit what Boston has done and i i know it's going to be weird for me saying this right now but it it is very weird so you also have like i said you have to take into consideration that uh Boston has been doing what they have been doing uh, in the long run, and they have been a thorn in the Sixers' side, if you will. And hopefully that will change this season coming up. And I think it will because the Sixers now, again, have, in my opinion, a more stable coaching staff than they have had in the past. And I think this coaching staff is a staff that will be very intent with keeping these guys in shape, keeping these guys focused and getting the best out of the players that are, that are there on that team. And I think I'm also, I also understand that the Sixers are going to be better. Like I said, folks, it's going to take a little bit longer than expected um, because the Sixers are starting over new, if you will. Like I said, it's a new scheme, new coaching staff. And, folks, right now I am on Facebook Live at SportsRap underscore D, so you can chime in there and get me, if you will. We are talking NBA and Sixers kind of mixed in together. So it's going to take a minute, but... I think it's all going to play out. You know, it, it is a shortened season, 10 games less than the normal. But I think the Sixers will be right there in the mix at the end. I think that Doc Rivers is the guy who can hone these two young stars along with his bench up and Sam Cassell and Dave Yeager. 
Um, I think their goals or their expectations where Doc says he wants to be in the top five or top ten in defense and offense, and that will help them in the long run. And like I said, bringing in Daryl Morey was a good decision to help Elton Brand. You have another basketball mind in that front office, and you saw what they did in the draft. Solid picks, uh, some solid pickups as far as their two-way players in Paul Reed and Dakota Mathias. Okay, but again, Tyrese Maxey, the early pick. Then you go with Isaiah Joe, okay? So the trades that were made, first and foremost, again, getting rid of that crazy contract of Al Horford's to save some money, bringing in players like Danny Green, Dwight Howard, Seth Curry to provide the proper spacing so that Doc can get the best out of Joel. And that was on display um, against the Celtics. Um, thanks for tuning in, Ivan Mighty, Mighty Mouse. What's up? Uh, that was on display for them for the Sixers in that Boston game where the spacing helped Joel, where their center backup center Robert Williams picked up four fouls in 10 minutes. And I like the fact that Joe was willing to operate in the post and in that post area. He did shoot a couple threes, but those are the kind of threes that I've been talking about the past several years that I'm somewhat okay with wide open. We know you can shoot it. You're wide open. You take that shot. Not the handoff play where they kick it out to you. You never even make it into the post, and then you just launch that three. So I think they'll get better with that. I think they'll get better with the pick and roll. And as we see the starters together in more minutes, because we didn't really see them a lot of minutes together uh, in the preseason, the two preseason games. But I think as we progress on, when we see them a lot more together, things will come together, together a little bit faster than people think or people expect. Okay, so that's one game that I think on Christmas Day is going to be very, very worth the Boston Celtics, um, even though I got off of that. Boston Celtics um, are at home against the Brooklyn Nets. The second game that I think on Christmas is going to be a watcher is the Clippers and the Nuggets. A rematch of last year's Western Conference semifinals where the Clippers had a lead in that series early, but the young feisty fiery Denver Nuggets fought back and ended up winning that series and making it to the Western Conference Finals which brings me back to the point where I mentioned earlier what I saw the trade between the Houston Rockets and they say it's in advanced talks I don't know how advanced they mean when they say advanced but I still think Mel what's going on all the way from the Carolinas what's happening my brother I think that is a, a bit much to give up, like I said, that they would want a plethora of picks and a lot of stuff for James Harden. And again, if you did not hear that trade that is proposed or rumored, it is James Harden to the Denver Nuggets for Jamal Murray, a plethora of picks, and Michael Porter Jr. I don't understand why the Denver Nuggets would be in an advanced talks with them about that trade, especially involving Jamal Murray, because of what Jamal Murray did in the bubble, in my opinion. I think you would have to hold on to him again to see what you could do the following year with that taste in his mouth, coming back off of that run that they had, that amazing run that they had. So I'm not 100% sure how that's going to play out. But this Clippers-Nuggets game, is going to be one to see because it's going to be a fight to the finish. And from 
seeing what I saw and what I reported from the offseason, it, it pretty much is the same. They pretty much are the same teams as far as the makeup of those rosters. With a couple missing pieces, like I said, um, more importantly on the Clippers side, Doc Rivers, the coach, is gone. Montrez Harrell is gone. So, uh, Jermichael Green, uh, I don't know. They still have Kawhi, still have Paul, they still have Lou Will. I don't know how it's going to play out, but it's going to be very, very interesting and a game that I am actually very much looking forward to seeing. Yeah, uh, Mel, you said, do not let go of Jamal Murray. Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. Thanks for chiming in with that, Mel. I don't think that's a good idea right now because you're giving up a younger player for a little bit older player, but you know what you have in the makeup of that team and that offensive and that system in Jamal Murray to drastically change that with one player and then you're ultimately giving up pretty much all of your significant draft picks and a young up-and-coming player who was set to step up uh, um, and make a, a bigger impact this year in Michael Porter Jr. You lose those two just to get James Harden, and then you have to wait <clears throat> on draft picks. And we know how draft picks can be sometimes. It's hit or miss the majority of the time. So that's a tough one, and I will definitely uh, keep my ear to the street and let you know what goes on, whatever I hear involving that trade. But again, I, if I'm the Denver Nuggets, I would not make that move with those particular players. Um, like I said, they didn't specify what picks were in it, but they said it's a plethora of picks, which means it's a lot of picks. Like, and for perfect example, in the Sixers trade, they were wanting Ben Simmons and three first-round picks. So like Richard Drummond said over on Facebook last week, he said, you're mortgaging the franchise if you give up three picks. You're mortgaging the franchise and your future. You know, you got some good picks this year, but you never know. Like we say, picks are hit or miss. But why would you take a 31-year-old James Harden who we already see, if things don't go his way within the two years of, uh, under the current contract, you would have to probably work or fight to re-sign him or maybe even lose him. And then at that point, you've lost draft picks. So it's going to take you longer to try and replace what you lost. Whereas Ben Simmons, the younger player, you can keep him around a little bit longer and you can groom him and bring in younger players and they can groom those younger players into the organization uh, as far as being here for an extended period of time. So... Again, I'm not sure what the Denver Nuggets are thinking in this in these talks with this. So, again, I will definitely uh, stay close to that situation and let you know what I find, uh, whatever whatever news I find out about that. Now, closing out before we close out, there's another article um, that I found, and it, it's again um, pertaining to the Los Angeles Clippers. And if you have not been noticing, you have not been following, you have not had your ear to the street, there's an NBA investigation on the Clippers and Jerry West on how they handled free agency in uh, how they handle free agency and bringing in Kawhi Leonard and their recruitment of Kawhi Leonard. It is rumored 
that uh, a friend of the family of Kawhi Leonard, one Johnny Wilkes, has recently filed a lawsuit in Los Angeles Superior Court alleging that West agreed to pay him $2.5 million if the Clippers signed Leonard in free agency in the summer of 2019. So apparently this gentleman has not received this money and he wants his money um, informed. him. He's also informed that uh, in the lawsuit, he informed uh, uh, Mr. Robertson, Dennis Robertson, who was actually Kawhi's uncle, that Robertson would receive a house in the Southern California travel expense account. This is all sounding like everything or a lot of things that go on in the college realm and college basketball like we talked about way back when. But the bottom line is there's an investigation because this gentleman has brought to the forefront the alleged tampering and the alleged handling of the Kawhi Leonard recruitment situation where apparently it looks like he was owed some money or he was slated to get some money or it was stated that he would get a certain amount of money and he has either not received any of it or not all of it and is now going to the media and has filed a lawsuit <clears throat> against Jerry West and the organization. So the organization was fined 50000 for violating the league's anti-tampering rules over comments made about Leonard by then-coach Doc Rivers. Okay, so there you have the tampering. <clears throat> and what the response was from uh, the Clippers organization is, and I quote, the lawsuit filed by Johnny Wilkes is replete with inaccuracies and the allegations are baseless. Uh, the Clippers are fully cooperating with the NBA in this investigation and they are providing the NBA with evidence that the allegations are false. So, us on the outside looking in, we really will never know the truth of either side. There apparently is something going on. Like I said, it's some money involved and it's big money involved. So, there is going to be an ongoing issue. Like I said, it's under investigation right now. And they've already been tampered. They've already been fined for tampering, um, violating those tampering rules of the NBA. So we'll see what happens and what goes on in that story. But the bottom line is this story here, like I just mentioned, it is beginning to sound like the age-old NCAA recruiting stories that we've heard since forever that are attempted to change, attempted to being changed. And by the way. If you haven't seen my post, the NCAA, um, there's a, a court has ruled to accept their case for pay for play uh, for college athletes. So we'll definitely see what happens with that. And, and I hope that they come up with something. Excuse me. I hope they come up with something for those players. I mean, if worth, give them a stipend. Because like we mentioned, it's a different life as college when you're a college athlete as opposed to just being a college student. So we'll see what happens. Chief, thanks for tuning in. You know, so we'll definitely see what happens with that. And I will keep my ears to the street as always and report to you everything that I get from that story. Now, getting back to this NBA thing. Again, I am anxiously awaiting. Um, yeah, long overdue, Mel. Absolutely right. I am anxiously waiting for the season to start. Um Thank God for me. I've blessed, you know, like I said, I've blessed to see 50 years coming tomorrow. 
Um, my birthday, I celebrate another anniversary, another year on this earth, this crazy earth. But for me, it's a plus because basketball season starts, and we all know basketball season is my favorite sport in my favorite season, and I will fully and thoroughly enjoy it. I'm just anxious for the Sixers. Like I said, I'm, I was excited, and, and I'm impressed at what they did in the offseason, and I'm looking to see, looking very much looking forward to see. Thanks, Chief. Thanks for the pre-B day. I am definitely uh, anxious to see how this thing plays out and what goes on with the Sixers um, in this upcoming season. Like I said, um, I gave you the rankings. They're ranked six. At the end of the season, going into the bubble, they ended up being sixth then. And I think this team, this makeup, and this coaching staff is all around better than last year. So I think that they can improve on that. Um, I think they will finally get past Boston uh, if they if it comes to that. I think they have the tools now to get past Boston. Uh, thanks, Mel, for the happy early birthday. Um, I also believe that the Sixers are going to impress some people. Like I said, it, 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 the preseason games impressed me some, especially the Pacers game. Like I said, they were down at like 17 at one point, but they fought back and they came out and ultimately won that game. So the energy is there. The veteran leadership that hasn't been present in a while is there. The hunger is there. The urgency is there. The excitement from the coaching staff, as far as Doc Rivers said, he chose the Sixers, so he wanted to come here. So apparently he saw something in coaching against them and being around the NBA that he liked and that he felt like he could improve on. And then they bring in Daryl Morey to help with that roster and give him the help that he needs to improve on what the Sixers have done. So I am very, very excited, as you can see, for this next uh, this upcoming season. But that being said, folks, we close out tonight. Week 14 ends in the NFL. You got the Steelers and the Bengals. Shout out to all my Steelers fans. Hope you get the win. Um, having a great season. So hopefully uh, the Steelers will take that. I picked the Steelers to win that game. Then tomorrow night, you've got NBA basketball kicking off with two games. Again, on TNT, 7 p.m. The Warriors are at the Nets. The Clippers are at the Lakers at 10 p.m. Also on TNT. Wednesday, full slate of games with the Sixers as well in that slate, opening up at home against the Washington Wizards. Uh, one last time, your Christmas Day schedule, and I will definitely post this as it gets closer again. Pelicans, Heat, Warriors, Bucks, Nets, Celtics, Mavs, Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, and there's also a Friday football game for the NFL on Christmas Day. So we got a lot of sports on Christmas Day. Hopefully for the fellas and for some of the ladies, that will bring some enjoyment to this holiday season, which is not feeling like a very festive holiday season. But nonetheless, it is holiday season. So to everyone listening, everyone tuned in, I hope you have a great Monday. I hope you have a great holiday season. And just be thankful for your blessings to get through this year and look forward to 2021. The next time I see you, it will be after Christmas, just before the new year. And we'll have, again, plenty more to talk about at that point. We'll have some basketball. We'll have some football. So you know where to find me. Like I'm live right here now for the first time at SportsRap underscore D on Instagram. I'm also at SportsRap underscore D on Twitter. Facebook, you know the group page, SportsRap Podcast. 
can also get me on the web, sportsratradio.com. You can tune in to YouTube, Sports Rap TV, to check that out. Thanks, Mel. Same to you. Uh, the podcast, you can get that on iHeart or wherever you get your podcast. Just search the Sports Rap Podcast and it will come up. It's your boy D signing out once again. Enjoy this Monday, the beginning of the week. Looking forward to Christmas, even though it doesn't feel like it. But again, happy holidays from myself, Heat 100 Radio, and the Sports Rap crew. We will see you next Monday. Enjoy, folks. Talk to you soon.